0: Hello, guys, my name is Roki Bello. If you guys haven't heard of me, I'm a podcaster that wants to inform people about Nigerian history one podcast at a time. Remember to follow me if you haven't, and please spread my podcast on social media sites so more people can learn about Nigerian history, and leave ratings below to let me know how I'm doing. Thank you guys so much for helping the podcast reach 600 downloads. You guys are the reason why I do this podcast, and you guys are the reason why this podcast will prosper. Today's fun fact is that there, there are two UNESCO World Heritage sites that you can visit in Nigeria. This include the Ushun Oshbo Sacred Grove and the Secure Cultural Landscape. Both of these sites are incredible and famous landmarks in Nigeria. Be sure to check them out whenever you can and uh, wherever you can research or visit the area. In today's episode we'll be talking about Queen Amina of Nigeria. Yes, she's a par- she's a female and a powerful one at that. I would dare to even call her feminist pioneer. Email me if you agree or disagree. Amina was birthed in the center of the, uh, in the center of Hawusa um, the Housa kingdom in the sixteenth century. Um to King Mikatu, the twenty second leader of Zazu and Queen Bakatungu. She she had a more beautiful, I mean, not beautiful, but youthful sibling named Zaria, for which the contemporary city of Zaria was relabeled by the British in the very early 20th 20th, 20th century. According to the dental tales guided by anthropologist David E. Jones, Amina matured in her grandfather's court and was preferred by him. He brought her about court and advised her thoroughly in political and armed forces. Forces issues, which just side note, she was a woman. and um even in today or and back then, even in Africa and in Europe, um almost every part of the world, women weren't really thought to talk. They weren't really thought to get into these matters of political or arms forces or anything that was going on in the world. And they were just thought to stay there and look pretty. So this is really. Um, I think how Amina really matured into the feminist, um, not feminist, but pioneer she was today, and the girl boss we know her as, and props to her grandfather for um, treating her um, treating her equally, um, even though she was a woman, which is very rare at this time. So, going on, at the age of 16, Amina was called Mahia, and was and provided 40 women, and was provided 40 women servants from an early age. Amina had a, ver- a variety of suitors trying to wed her. Um, to um, if you want to uh, acquire her hand, you had to uh, give her an every day te- of, of every day of 10 servants from Makma, and 50 servants and 15 women servants, in addition to 50 bags of white and blue fabric from f- the Sarkin Kano. After the fatality of her mom and dad in or about 1566, Amina's siblings ended up being king of Zazu. At this moment, Amina had differentiated herself as a prominent war- warrior in her brother's mounties and acquired prestige for her armed forces abilities. She is still well known today in conventional Hawusa appreciation tunes as Amina, child of Nikatu, a lady as qualified as a guy that, ended, that had the ability. To lead guys in battle, which he did, which was very rare, and which is why Queen Amina is so cool um, for her time. Amina ended up being initially women queen in 1576, complying with the death of her sibling Karami. Karami. Nevertheless, the various of the various other six initial Hawusa Pacifics were Daria, Kano, Robert, Greno, and gabria and Garungabas. So just to let you guys know, I did a whole um, podcast episode about that. Um, if you guys scroll down, you'll see it. Um, it's called Hawusa Kingdoms. So going on, therefore, Zazu was among these old Pacifics. Zazu was among um, these great Pacifics too. And Amina descended to the throne. Furthermore, in function as the primary provide of servants for Arab investors who cost um, to cost the slave markets in Kano and Casino, which is also part of um, what's it called Hausa. On the other hand, guys didn't really feel endangered by ladies' ready f- enough of authority in pre-colonial Nigeria, since it typically provided, approved that their benefit, not their sex, had made them the setting of age, kingship, and various other elements. Guys that just weren't in, just weren't doing tasks, what well, might also been be terminated by ladies. Pre-colonial Nigerian world plainly differentiated differentiated, in between the social and financial responsibilities of women and men. However, this did not avoid ladies from standing for themselves already uh, of management and leadership. Amina introduced a 30-year battle versus her neighbors simply three months after being crowned queen in an initiative to expand the Zazu area. She trained and daunted military with 20,000 foot shoulders shoulders, and 1,000 cavalrymen. She had also advised her people to resharpen their weapons and among her opening up comments, she took large swaths of area as for Kawafra and Nupet, which I also did an episode on. When Amina, presumed, oh, when Amina presumed workplace, the growth of Zazu passes its initial boundaries and subjection of cut communities to vassal condition where her, were both objectives of her conquest. Therefore, the development of Amina's kingdom developed Zarya as the industrial center for all southerly Hawusa land, bringing the development east to west, trans axis, and guaranteeing its success. In accordance with research studies, it stated that Amina brought unheard of riches to the area and through a homage resettlement of 10,000 colonists and 40 eunuchs. She enhanced the riches and power of her nation with gold, servants, and new crops. Amina offered her military with steel armor, with iron safety headgears and chainmail, chain since her people were experienced medical, uh, metal workers. Amina is likewise attributed with, diff- with developing the city's durable mud wall surfaces, which functioned as the design for the defenses utilized by in all the Pacific. Um, A lot of these defenses which began called Ganua Amina or Amina's wall surfaces were set up by her about ver- uh, were set up by her in about various dominant cities. A lot of these obstacles are still standing today. Amina's Amina's precise precise death circumstances are unknown. According to research, it is said that she passed away in Adagar, because Bachi included a large area, the kingdom of Zazu um, included a large area, and it's thought that she died there. But it's not really known exactly how she died. Maybe she died of age, maybe she died of, um, who knows how she died. But I think that Queen Amina would never let anybody hurt her, or she would be, She, I think she was a great fighter too, so she probably just died of age. No matter how she died, Queen Amina was an interesting woman who set the pathway for strong women in Nigeria today. If you guys have any questions, email me at rakibaduajima.com at and thank you guys so much and come back next time.